This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Wednesday, April 21st, 2021, episode 327. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to a special Wednesday edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. Um, That's going to be our new little thing. We're cutting all the nonsense off as if you didn't listen to the program last week. We have uh, made a bit of an adjustment to the show format here. We are uh, going to be just doing an hour-long show, packing in all of the super important things into one hour. So, my name, though, is always as... Uh, as it is, is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Gab at Nick. And of course, the most important website on the internet, I mean, this is the argument I would make, would be infectionpodcast.com. Joining me as he does each and every week on a Wednesday, being very gracious with uh, a last, well, it wasn't super last minute, but a uh, a, a delay of the show, um, Mr. Brian with an I, Aldridge. Hello, Brian. Hello. Hopefully you had a wonderful time this evening, this afternoon. <laughs> but uh I- yeah, I had a, I had an, uh, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I had a very interesting you, weekend. Yeah. So, it, hey, if you want to find me, you can find me at Brian Aldridge on Parlor or uh, Gab. Or if you want to go to my blog, you can go to biteoftech.com. Uh, but as Nick said, the greatest website on the internet, you can go to infectionpodcast.com. On the right hand side, join our server on Discord. Uh, there you can submit news topics. There's something that you think we should cover in the next week's show. Toss it in, the news, in that news channel, and we will look at it over and see if it, fits into the show uh also if you want to get a notification before the live show starts uh, you join the steam group and a little pop-up should happen if you happen to uh, have steam open and then if you want to catch the video forms of the podcast you can do that through either twitch through youtube through uh d live or bit shoot um and those all we stream simulcast that live to those and also have video after the fact on a number of those uh but if you want to watch the uh Pre and post show, uh, Judd has some of those on a podcast, Infection Podcast Extras channel, and there's a link on that for the website. Um, Also, the audio-only forms. Those are not recorded live. Uh, Those are things that are uploaded later. But if you want to listen to it, uh, maybe while you're driving or while you're at work, just uh, hit one of those. There's lots of different ways, platforms and devices and everything else you can use. Uh, And then you can follow along with our show notes. Uh, And we have links for all the different topics that we cover in the episode. So you can either use the built-in players there or maybe uh, maybe have it running on your phone or something, and then you can click links and, and watch all the things as you go. So uh, also, if you want to support us, we do have a support tab up top, or you can go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support in hopes of packs or something happening uh, this coming year. <laughs> Just come on. It's got to it's gotta work eventually, right? Yes, uh, and uh, you can go to amazon.infectionpodcast.com, Humble dot infectionpodcast.com uh there's prime gaming subs and then there's subscribe star i remember the name because i saw the little logo a few minutes ago yes uh and so that uh, if you're not comfortable with amazon and all these other things uh that's one way that you can help support the show yes sir I think I covered absolutely yeah, you absolutely did um so yeah uh, busy week here had a, a half a dozen friends from high school uh come into town who i hadn't seen in uh almost two years so it was a weekend of unhealthy amounts of alcohol unhealthy amounts of alcohol i may have slept six hours over like four days and we're here so uh so i needed last i had a meeting to go to last night and i also needed to recover i was in pretty rough shape uh, yesterday so um so here we are on on a wednesday with the the new condensed version of infection uh yes as people were noting in the chat a little red it's uh it's beach season here on the coast, so it's uh, seventy-eight degrees out as we speak. So, um, yeah, enjoying the uh, enjoying the beach weather here, and uh, yeah. hopefully the red will turn into. Well, it, it looks more tan on camera. It looks awful on camera. Um, even my I mean, hand is looks it, red. It, my hand is pale, but it looks red. It's, I mean, so I'm not, I, you I'm probably not won't red. burn, will you? I mean, it'll probably oh, just bu- turn into. Oh, I had sun poisoning this weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll burn. Oh, so. <laughs> so yeah, so I will. But it looks looks worse than it does on camera. But benefits of living at the coast so uh yes. so, yep here we are on a wednesday and brian let's start this off with uh this update from steam that i think saul maybe posted in the uh in yeah. the discord earlier this week steam released uh, a, a client update right so every once in a while you open up steam and it'll say something like oh 
you know, restart Steam now and it'll update a new client. Doesn't happen very often. Um, but this update for the beta has a possible fix on crashes of over 25,000 games. That's almost half of their entire oh, yeah, the video game library. library. So half of the possible, and it doesn't dig into what exactly this is. I assume, and I, I assume I'm right on this, is that this is something to do with the Steam overlay, possibly, or the Steam hooks. Anything that's hooking yeah. back to Steam, um, that's the only thing I, I can mean, think of, that it affects there's, literally there's probably, half of the games they have. Yeah, there's probably some physical limit of, you know, 25,000 is the number of maybe characters or whatever it is that it does, is is the queue size of whatever's going to display those games in your library, is what I assume it is. I mean, I looked, I, I, I only have like over just over 1,500, so... I say from this that people did ask me, Hey, is this going to fix your problems? Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's gotta be a lot of free to play games on there. I mean, if I probably yeah, add, I don't know how close I get. If I, I added every you single free to play game, that's the point is how, like how would they've even found this? Maybe they have accounts that just have access to every game. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's an I'm, internal thing. I don't know who out on the internet found this. Well, they put it. Well, well, I don't know if anybody found it cause they put it in their own uh, client uh, beta build patch notes. I'm not sure that it, I, again, I don't know who could have possibly reported this. It was a very interesting note to read to say the least. Yeah. Well, and one thing too is they make a note in this, that there were 10,263 games added in 2020, you know, so wow. that shows you how quickly, first of all, the library of steam is, is growing because if they have just over uh, 51,000, you know, total and, one fifth of that was added just in one year. Uh, you know, they're they're doing some pretty good growth with the uh, with the number of games. So maybe this will eventually. I mean, you and I have had Steam accounts for a long, long time. So you know, ten years from now, this will probably be a bigger issue as people have a bunch of old and junky games they don't play anymore. And you know, maybe they'll get up to maybe they'll get up to fifteen thousand. I don't know. Well, um, there actually is a guy. His name is Sonics. S O N I X. He apparently, okay. according to SteamDB, he owns forty-two thousand games. Uh, wow! <laughs> which how in the world? It's uh, he owns as as he's in as China. You, I don't know what that means. You know, he's in China. I don't know why. Like his account is valued knows? somewhere near the ballpark of three hundred thousand um, dollars. He just so buys I guess every there's game, this, like every other game. I guess this guy is the guy. I, I this is who it was built for. He's got forty-two thousand sixty-one games in his profile. Wow. Well, according to Steam, there's games. always one of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You as a programmer always have to deal with one jackass. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he owns yeah. almost 90 percent. There's of the always that one guy that you have to spend a week fixing a problem for that for one, one guy's guy. inconvenience. Exactly. He's like Correct. every time when I log in, it does this one little thing and it pops up a little message. I have to click OK and then it goes away. He's the only person in the system, but I spend a week fixing that. OK, that's so, this you know, little things like that. Um, so as, uh, as PC gamer puts it, that's one hell of a backlog. Yes, it is. And I thought that was a, uh, a rather interesting story to, uh, to see put, uh, put on our discord, which I appreciate, uh, that being brought up. Speaking of discord, yes. um, the rumors were true, but yeah. the offer has been rejected by discord um they were in an advanced stage which means pretty far down the line mm-hmm. of negotiations for microsoft to purchase discord somewhere north of 10 billion dollars according to reports that we had read a couple of weeks ago um but discord's back there wanting i don't think they want anything I, mean, I bet you they just want to stay their own thing but i think they want to seem pro i want i think they want to seem like they're worth a lot of money which they are but i think they want like these negotiations and things to prove that they are serious so that they can then get more funding and more funding and more funding. So with that, they, um, according to the, I believe it's to the wall street journal, um, there, they've got it on good source that discord is actually planning an IPO possibly. Okay. So that would be their way of quoting. Cause we, we looked at the, um, then we, we looked at the numbers maybe a couple weeks ago of the, the current user base they, and it was just extremely high. Make some money, yeah. They make much more money than I thought they would have because they have very few methods of actually bringing income in. Yes. I mean they have 
they've got little perk things that you purchase that we look at it and we're like, why in the world do we want that? But there must be enough people that actually want that because that money is pouring into that company. And and not to regurgitate our conversation because we're you know we're obviously on a bit of a time limit here, but the issue that you and I both talked about, Brian, was the fact that Discord doesn't have a way to be make. They're they're going out for hundreds of millions of dollars of funding every single year. Mm-hmm. An IPO yeah. would pretty much solve that. Um, yeah. It would it, it would it would solve a good majority of that issue. So um, Discord ha- as as of right now has halted the talks. There's always a possibility that they come back, um, but. As it appears right now, a Discord Microsoft merger, which I still have the opinion it would have been a good thing, is not. I think that would have been the best option for them. I think that would have been the the best option for them long term. I think as far as you know, the people that or the whoever is in charge of the company right now probably doesn't feel like it would be. But I think as far as growth and the best having the best tools and infrastructure and just everything to make them as successful as possible. I think Microsoft would have been one of the best options for that. I mean, Amazon probably could do the same thing. Uh, Microsoft could do the same thing. But, you know, there's only a couple companies that could really take it and run with it. But I think Microsoft was definitely one of those. Agreed. And it Uh, is kind of sad that they're backed out. Yep. Well, for the time being, at least, you never know. what. I mean, things change rapidly in this space when you're talking about these kinds of dollar amounts that that, that Microsoft Mm -hmm. is mentioning. So um, we, we we will patiently wait and see what uh what comes of uh what comes of this update so uh that is uh that's we, what we've got for right now yeah we got a few other pieces well we have some xbox things that we'll get to here in a minute but uh, a couple other things that you might be interested in based on you know microsoft and some of the uh, gaming things with microsoft so there was a windows 10 update that came out recently uh and it's perhaps you have uh, installed this but it is just killing the frame rates uh on on windows computers and causing a bunch of games to stutter so uh this is something that if you know you're while you're gaming if you notice that all of a sudden everything just starts slowing down that most likely is this windows update and uh usually with windows updates you have the ability to go and roll it back um so you know, if you have that option, you could pr- try to roll back this update. I'm sure they'll put out a patch here pretty quickly. This is just yeah, something yeah, that was yeah. announced in the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but it says Microsoft forced the April update, but it has the same issue we have experienced with the pre- previous optional update. Random stutter, unstable uh, FPS, V-Sync seems broken sometimes. If I screen share on Discord, my FPS in games becomes very unstable with V-Sync enabled. So that's something on, Re- you know, someone on Reddit who was reporting this. And this is now because the, some of their updates, you have to click an extra button to do a few things, uh, and then it will, uh, and then it'll download. This they then rolled that from the optional one that you can click on to the one that automatically goes out on Tuesdays, and so people who are running normal updates and haven't paused them will start seeing uh, this patch being put on their system. I have, I think, I have noticed this because I had a game that is using you know, 3D. You know, it's in a window; it's not like a normal game. But it was for some reason it just felt like it was lagging, and I I, did, I was like this is kind of weird, you know. It, it was a new thing I put on my computer, and I figured it was the application. Uh, most likely, it's this update because I did I did run this install. Hmm. All right. Well, um, if you want exact an exact uh, the updates Microsoft does updates they're KB, and then there's a bunch of random numbers after them. If you want the exact name mm-hmm. of the update, there'll be a link in the show notes to an article over at PC Gamer. That's infectionpodcast.com. Yes. Um, and another thing Microsoft is doing is th- that Windows Store that you have on your computer that oh. most people d- <laughs> don't bother uh, opening. I mean, I don't think I've purchased. I've installed like I installed it a, a thing to encode and decode Base64. Um, you know, little things like that. Sure, you can install, uh, but they are working on revamping and redoing the uh, the, the Windows Store and putting something that they claim doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> It also will let developers submit their software as unpackaged Win32 apps. So uh, it's not going to be just Windows apps like you see a lot of times. You're actually going to, it's going to become more of a normal store where you can purchase software. Uh, They said here that, you know, they're working on a new Windows 10 app storefront to replace the current, and as they say, much disliked Windows store. And they said they're going to introduce a modern and fluid user interface, as well as bring changes to the policies that govern what kind of apps can be submitted to the store by developers. So that's uh, that's a lot of it. You know, you wonder why certain types of apps are the only ones that are on that store is because they have limitations on what you're allowed to submit and post to that store. 
Uh, they're going to roll that back. So you'll start seeing just more normal software. Uh, be interesting to see if they actually make something people are willing to use. Uh, because right now, I mean, this is something that's installed on every single Windows computer. Yet, I don't know hardly anybody that actually uses it. So I do. Uh, they've got they've got the. I mean, do you actually use it to purchase yeah, software? I I've, yeah, I've actually purchased a couple pieces of software on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I mean, people there probably is a certain user base that uses it, but I think most people just don't even bother opening it. You know, most people don't even update the apps that are in there because you have to click and go in there manually and click update all. I think most people don't even know how to use it at all. They just the icon is somewhere there and they've never opened it. Yeah, they don't. Um, but there are there are some apps that are. Only and Judd is saying the same thing that are only in that store. Only there on the Windows no, store. There yep. is no EXE to download. There is no executable, which is that Win32 that Brian was talking about. It is a yes. store app, similar to what yep. you'd find on an iPhone or an Android phone. An app. Um, so I mean, I've, used, I've never had a, I've never had a problem with it. Um, it's yeah. just kind of well, a pain in the ass to use. That's all. Yeah, and that's the thing is I think I think it's just it's not super friendly and no. it's just it's not what people look for if they think i'm going to go buy something they don't think of that one thing that they did say is microsoft will not take a cut from app developers who do leverage their own in-app commerce channel so if they use some of their built-in systems they won't take a cut of the purchase um and that's and they make a note here that's interesting this rumor appears as apple is about to face the u.s senate over antitrust concerns regarding the ios app store and is going to trial with epic over the issue so uh seems like Microsoft might be doing their best to avoid the similar fate, you know, with this new store as, as what Apple's going through right now. Yes, sir. So that is, uh, that is Microsoft. Well, what about on the Xbox side? We've actually got something uh, pretty cool that we've been waiting for for a, a long period of time, and that is Microsoft, uh, what used to be called xCloud in beta, now yes. called Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, the invites yes. for that beta went out, I believe, yesterday, um, yes. which is their streaming service um it was previously a, available to do on phones and devices like that but now um mm-hmm. if you were part of this invite um you will be able to test out this it works in both edge and chrome which of course are both mm-hmm. chrome is edge the new edge is built on chromium which is the open source version of chrome so those two browsers are pretty similar um so th- you'll be able to do, on a device where you can access Edge or Chrome, and if you're part of this beta, you will be able to stream games. This is very similar to the NVIDIA Shield uh, program. Yep. This is uh, this is Microsoft's Stadia equivalent, for lack of a better term. Yep. Um, and it's and bundled it's, in an existing service, so you're not having to sit packs. there yeah. and and pay more money for it. Because like that's a, that's something I have access. You know, I have the Game Pass Ultimate, Ultimate Pass and everything. Yep. Yeah. And so I have the ability to to do this same thing. So I'll, I'll tr- I'm going to try it out this week now that they've rolled this out because it just in the last two days uh, they've started sending out invites for this. I have they, to check. Maybe I have an invite already, but if so, you know I've got the controllers, I've got the devices to be able to do this. I'll I'll try it out and see how it works. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that is one thing to note here is that you will need a controller. This does not allow yes. you to because you would think, oh, if it's in Chrome, I can just sit here and use well, okay, keyboard a few, and mouse. There are. Well, with okay, not with Chrome, but with uh, with the mobile ones, they did they did touch enable a lot of those. But it, you know, of course, if you're playing in a browser, that's a different story. Uh, and if you're not using a touchscreen, so uh, so. But one thing though, keep in mind, a lot of the the recent in the past year, Chrome is or Chromium. Most people don't really realize the difference, but Chromium has kind of taken over the browser market. Yes. Edge stepped back, and now is pretty much Chromium. Uh, all these devices. So this is really opened up just because in part, possibly I wonder if this has played into them getting rid of edge because they would have had to redo everything or do it twice, Uh, you know, and then now with edge and being with Chrome, they can roll it out on one platform and it'll work across almost everything because almost everything now uses Chrome, Chromium as a base. The new edge browser is actually very good. You actually don't have to install Chrome. You can just use the new edge. It works. And and it uses Chrome uh, plugins. Yes. The 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 add-ons and all that. The mod. It's all there. So it's if you're not happy with... Personally, I don't like Chrome just because I don't... Google already takes enough of my my information. So I use Brave, but I also will um, use Edge now where before I wouldn't even touch Edge. So that's uh, that's cool. Make sure you check if you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber. There's a possibility that you got an invite. So uh, check your account for that. 
And then one last thing uh, having to do with the Xbox Series X and S, uh, they've been making some changes with the AMD side that has opened up a lot uh, as far as performance and everything. So AMD PC gamers, they, they have this thing called Fidelity FX, um, which is an open source application that they have. Um, and what's this going to do is it's going to make it to where these, these cards... Um, are going to be able to do these uh, various effects like uh, single pass down samplers, rate shading, all, all these various things that you can use in the system is now going to be supported, I guess, at the hardware level, um, you could say. And uh, it's going to make it to where, for, first of all, 40 games currently are using all of these things. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is one a good example. Resident Evil 2, 3, Far Cry 6, uh, the new World of Warcraft, uh, Shadowlands, Cyberpunk 2077, they all are using these to where you can turn this on. And so these features will now be enabled to be, or, or can be enabled in the Xbox series uh, consoles. So this should be something that will help with performance, performance and I would say uh, visually, it'll look better because it's, it's enabling things that um, help either make the uh, visuals look better, frame rates, um, maybe make ray tracing look a little bit better. So if you are running an Xbox series S and X, just uh, be ready for some extra setting. I would assume in the games that so these settings will now be either automatically enabled or checkboxes will be in the graphics settings uh, allowing you to do this. Um, this is also, I think, going to affect some of the PC people as well, as well because some of these things are being enabled. Um, I think some of them also are being enabled on the PC side. So you may notice some, some settings, additional settings on your PC consoles if you're running AMD graphics cards which that's kind of the, not as many people are running AMD anymore. So if you're right, most people run NVIDIA, but the, uh, the consoles are running AMD. So that's why you're automatically going to see it there. All right. Um, and that is, uh, that is Microsoft and, uh, and Xbox. Uh, do want to bring a quick note, Brian, we discussed maybe last week or the week before about, we were talking about trade shows. Uh, we mentioned that E3 yes. announced that they were going to be an all digital show, which for E3 yes. isn't the craziest thing in the world because most of the people really did, watch it um yeah uh, digitally anyway it wasn't a mm -hmm. for the longest time ea was or excuse me e3 was a trade show for the true insider industry it was invite only you couldn't buy tickets it was very much public people like us didn't get to go you had to be a and the public definitely didn't get to go so everybody watched online anyway but um they're obviously doing it in the digital format and ubisoft has announced that they are doing um They've announced the date and time for their E3 2021 event. It's called Ubisoft Forward. That's what they're naming their presentation. And that's going to take place Saturday, June 12th at 12 p.m. Pacific time. That will be 3 p.m. Eastern. So I would assume there's going to be some other conventions probably after that or some other uh, conferences after that or possibly before that, just depending on who and what time zone they're located in. So even though it's different, the show will go on. We will have an E3, and I believe as of right now, this is one of the first large ones that we've expected um, and have announced. So again, that's Saturday, June 12th at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific, and uh, you can there'll, there'll be a live stream and links and stuff as it gets closer. So good stuff that that's sticking out. And that and being that there's so few of these trade shows going on this yeah. year, they you'll probably have a lot of announcements at this one. So this will be definitely the one to watch. Uh, you know, because there's Far Cry, I think, was it six? Is that the one that they're nah, waiting six is to be released? Out. Or is it seven? I mean, it so whatever seven, next yeah. ones of a lot of these applications <laughs> or ones we've been waiting to see uh, or games, these will be the ones that I would assume be announced at this because half the other ones have been canceled, uh, you know, and so they, they like to announce them in a place where people are actually watching or listening. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit of controversy that sparked up, Brian, and it's been some, it, it's it's a tough situation for, um, a company, and in this case, it's Sony. How long yes. do you keep a marketplace or a store or an online service alive? I'm still um, mad my Dreamcast doesn't connect to the internet, right? Uh, your Dreamcast absolutely will connect to the internet. It's using a service called okay. DreamPi. You hook it up. You hook up a Raspberry. You hook up a USB dial-up modem to a Raspberry Pi running DreamPi, which is the oh, I have it set up. I played Eight Ball Pool and Fantasy Star Online. I have a very good time. Perfect. With it. Um, so, but how long do you, the company keep this store online for, let's take a look at what the confrontation, the, the, the issue is here. 
PlayStation 3 store. It is now two generations old. It is a free store, meaning they are making $0.00 from the store. Or you know, yeah. there's no Xbox there's no Xbox Live. This is prior all of that stuff. So mm. um there was a, a announcement uh, that, that that the PS3, PSP and PS Vita stores would shut down at the end of this year. Of course people were pretty pissed off about that, but Sony has made a bit of a backtrack to this saying that the PS3 and PS Vita stores will remain uh, operational they didn't say indefinitely, but for the you know for the yeah. foreseeable future. But the PSP so store, down. yeah, and the, but the PSP store will be shutting down. Which I can't believe the PSP store was still active. In the, uh, I had a PSP in fifth grade, so if that tells you, and, and I mean I know I'm young, but I'm not that young. Um, so I was dumbfounded that the PSP store was still active. Um, but this is a tough situation for companies, Brian. Yep. How long do you keep? Yep. You know, the Wii. Uh, like the the original Nintendo Wii, they shut down their live services maybe a year or two ago, and there was a yeah. lot of controversy and outrage. But there's never a good time to do it because, as we talked about with the guy that's somebody's got 40, still using something somewhere, the guy that's got forty two thousand games. There's one guy that wants to be a and and the issue with the Wii store and the issue with the PS3 store is well, let's say you want to go and download DLC for a game. You're not going to be able to do that because the store yeah. will be shut down. That was the issue with the Wii. That was the big controversy was, hey, I own this game physically, but I can't access some of the features because it requires me to connect to the store to get the DLC or whatever it may be. So yeah. that's that's some of the issue there. Um, but realistically, they, I mean, they shouldn't they should shut it there's, down. There's, yeah, there's no there's a no win 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 situation in this. Somebody's going to be dis- upset. Somebody's going to be frustrated. And with this. I mean, PlayStation 3, it, I guess this is the downside of the online generation. And we're going to be running into this more and more and more as the years go by. Because back when I was young, you, you know, I can plug in those consoles, the Atari and the Super Nintendo and all of these. And they all work as intended because there were no stores. There were no online updates. You just had the disc and you put it in, the cartridge, and you put it in. Uh, now, you got so many things. I mean... Look at look at the problem I'm going to run in. I don't buy anything with discs. Everything is online on every single one of my consoles. It's all digital. Uh, Ten years from now, I'm not going to be able to plug in one of those consoles and just play games, uh, you know, it, because if I don't have it installed already, I won't have access to it. And so I think this well, is going to be a, a much bigger problem. They're going to have to come up with a way. How how do you make it to where old users can still play, uh, but, you know, and maybe not just allow new purchases, but have a way to where people can still install the games that they purchased. So, I don't disagree with you, but let's be honest, Brian. The PlayStation 3 has been out since freaking 2006. This is not a system that's been out for five or six years. You're going on the 15th year of its its life in in, in it being an, an active store. I can't expect, and maybe this is the solution, Brian. Hey, Mr. Brian, you would like to continue to have access to the PlayStation 3 store? It's $5 a month. How about that? Yeah. Maybe that's the solution to this problem. If you really, really want the store, you're going to have to pay for it because it's no longer cost-effective for us to maintain and manage and deal with a store for 18 users. Now, if you guys want to pay for it, sure. Maybe that's the solution because I do agree there's a problem there. But I also see the company standpoint where there are people at Sony, most likely, that are dedicated to the PlayStation 3 store. How much yeah. money do you think the PlayStation 3 store is pulling in on an average basis? Nothing. Uh, yeah, it's it's Nothing. costing them money at this Who point. Who is buying a game on the PlayStation 3? Yeah. The console's been I mean, out that's, since that's, freaking that's March it's, of 2006. It's costing them money at this point. Yeah. No, excuse me. November 17, 2006. 14 years the console's been on the market. Who in the hell... Is buying games on the PlayStation Store, PlayStation Three Store, two generations old. So I don't fault Sony, but they just need to say, "Hey, this is what it, this is what's going to be. Either pay us, or just shut it down and call it a day." Yeah. But um, this is this will, as you said, Brian, this will be an issue forever. This will this will just there'll be constant rolling issues with this. It will never stop. 
Yeah. And, uh, but th- these industries, uh, these companies are going to have to come up with how do we deal with this long term? Because I think originally, oh, everything's going online and everything's cool. Uh, we didn't really have this backlog and this history to know that, okay, well, what do we do at the end of this? I think that they're going to have to come up with the, the industries are going to have to come up with a standard. How do we sunlight or sunset? Sorry. How do we sunset all of these devices in a way that's not going to piss everybody off? Is there a way we can still provide no. some services, limited services, anything? Because, I mean, the online services go away. There's very little they can actually do or, you know, anything multiplayer. They can play local. But so they're already sh- limited to a point. But but those are shut down by the companies. Like Activision, for yeah. example, shuts down the Call of Duty 4 servers. So, I mean, I, I get it. It's it, You own the game. You, want, you own the console. You want to use it. But it's just not practical for the company. And it puts Sony in a sh- really shitty situation because it's a lose-lose. You're yeah. either burning money maintaining the store or pissing off, quote unquote, I'll say, quote unquote, pissing off a bunch of users, which there's not. Yeah. There's not. I mean, the, there's nobody there's, using there's the PlayStation people, 3. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple people. Well, I mean, or there's some kids. I mean, one thing, there's there may be pe- parents who have that console hooked up to their kids on some TV in their room or something but like that. But they're not playing online That's, games, so it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Well, but they but they can't install anything. That's the only issue. Is they can't well, install anything if there's an issue. They have to reinstall an app. Stop go, being go pay hundred dollars and get a new yeah. Xbox Three. Well, that's there you go. Stop being a shitty parent. Get your kid a console that didn't come out fifteen years ago. So yeah, charge for it. Twenty bucks a month. If you want the damn service so bad, we give you an option. You just have to pay for it. That would be which a, will, to me which, that would work because that will justify to the person who's paying that. Okay, twenty bucks. How much? How long would it be? Uh, one year. I'll have paid for a whole brand new console. Yeah. How about we move on? Bingo. Exactly. Kind of yeah. uh, lead the camel to the water or lead the horse to yeah. the water. So. Uh, that's uh, that's Sony, but this same thing is going to happen with Microsoft and, and, and the whole thing. Um, Blizzard had an yes. announcement this week, and it wasn't necessarily from Blizzard, but it was from a pretty high up at Blizzard. Uh, that would be Mr. Jeff Kaplan, who um, is or was... He was the director of Overwatch. Yeah. Which I would make the argument is one of Blizzard's... Now, obviously World of Warcraft, but one of Blizzard's most successful game as of late it's probably their most successful game since world of warcraft um yeah. i'd make that argument and the, the i mean that's that's what it was um but he has now departed he was there for 19 years um he didn't didn't announce that he is going elsewhere um he just is he's just leaving um he, no, he he's been there for little... I mean he's been there for 19 years. Uh I mean he's not old, you know, he's not old. Uh so I would assume that he is maybe looking at stuff cuz there's a lot of these people that have been in these organizations that are creating their own companies and you know trying projects projects on their own. So I would assume that he's probably joining one of these groups. Usually you'll have like three or four of them leave and they will start a, a game studio together and that way they can sell themselves as, you know, we were we were whatever's at at Blizzard, uh, and usually people will will back those just purely for that. So he did do he did leave a statement um, that was pretty short. Uh, so here's here's his personal note that he left. He says, "I am leaving Blizzard Entertainment after 19 amazing years. It was truly the honor of a lifetime to have the opportunity to create worlds and heroes for such a passionate audience. I have to, I want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at Blizzard." We supported our games, our game teams, and our players. But I want to say a special thank you to the wonderful game developers that shared in the journey of, of creation with me. Never accept the world as it appears to be. Always dare to see it for what it could be. I hope you do the same. So that's that's what he said when he left. Um, you know, to the people, and then there was the official statement from you know one of the community managers over at Blizzard. I would assume Aaron. Yeah. So there's Actually, obviously some. Yeah. There's there's some controversy in there about, um, you know, is this an indication of what's going on at the studio? I, I don't think you can point to any of that, but obviously it's a, it's an it's an it's a question that's worth asking. Uh, but you're right; it might just be, hey, I'm done. I just uh, 20 years at at, at Blizzard. I'm sure, he was making yep. some good money as the director of Overwatch. Maybe I'm just going to go do this and I'll play around with some stuff on the side. Um, so that it, it could just be that it could be more. Well, he probably, probably could, ended up just doing a desk job. He's probably a manager that doesn't really get to do much code. He's just reviewing people's code and doing a bunch of desk work, a bunch of meetings all day. Maybe he was done with that. 
you know, maybe he actually in, he wants to do something where he feels like he's making something. I mean, I can only imagine after 19 years, uh, you know, because he's, they're not going to have him sitting there coding all day. They'll have him managing and overseeing everybody because he has so much experience. So uh, maybe he's just ready to do something different. And I'm yeah. sure we'll hear from him again. I, you know, I doubt this is his retirement. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll see him. Yeah. Um, Bravo Norris says, I can't imagine myself 19 years doing the same job. <laughs> well, it's definitely switched. It's, it's obviously he's moved up the, the ladder, but yeah, that's probably the case. Brian. He's probably so disconnected from what's actually going on. Just yeah, maybe, maybe frustrated. Yeah, yeah, him, I mean, so. he's like, yeah, I just sit at a desk all day, you know, do meetings, like answer wanna... emails and phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he probably wants to be. So that's where I could see it would be very enticing for someone like that to say, oh, you want to start a game studio? want to make a game? Let's do it. Uh, because it's something different. It's not the same old, same old. Exactly. And he's probably got enough money to where he doesn't need to work if he doesn't want to. I would I would assume in his position for that long of time at Blizzard, yes, he probably does. So yeah. that is uh that's Blizzard. So Rockstar, they they made a change here on uh on Steam uh, this recently, and they made all of the the uh, DLCs for Max Payne three and LA Noir free. Ooh. So uh, that was something that was kind of I think I have LA Noir. something. Yeah, something odd happened. So last night, uh, well, as the writing of this article, it was yesterday. So a day ago, all of the uh, the entire catalog was pulled from Steam for about 30 minutes from Rockstar. And then when they came back, Midnight Club 2, which was removed from sale in 2018, was relisted. A few people were able to purchase it um, before they took it back off again because they, they got it, that taken off an hour later. And then... Um, for some reason, now Max Payne 3's DLCs and L.A. Noir's DLCs are also free. I assume it's on purpose because they also put out a small patch for both of those games. Maybe the patch was just making it so there's a notice and it's something that says the DLCs are free or automatically includes them at that point. But they did put that out. Um, and if you play, I personally, I really like those games. I, I played Noir's both great. of those games from... Yeah, I played the, both of those games, and I even I even enjoyed Max Payne three. I mean, I I enjoyed the whole Max Payne series. I, I'd say I liked Max Payne one and two more. Um, Max Payne three was very different than the originals, but it's still a very good game. I played through the whole thing, and it was it was fun. So if you do have those, go check it out and uh, see if you can download the DLCs and see what they offer. I haven't really looked. I th- it's probably, I don't know if it's skins or if it's actually level you know quests and levels and campaigns, but I'll have to check it out. I'll uh, I'll tip my hat to uh, uh, to to Rockstar there for doing that. Yep, yeah, and hopefully they'll continue doing that uh, going in the future because everybody loves free DLC. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about Twitch for a minute. Uh, you know, while we still can, and Twitch uh, Twitch had an issue where. First of all, there's a bunch. We, we know about the bots. You know, bots will come in and they'll just follow, or they'll view bots. There's all kind of bots that are in there. But a lot of the big streamers will have tons and tons of fake followers. So you never know. Uh, some streamers will pay for the, the bots themselves, but sometimes just viewers who think they're helping the the streamer will sit there and uh, subscribe a ton of fake accounts to them. Twitch made a, a change and they actually did a scan and cleaned out a lot of those fake followers. And so, for instance, bet- just between XQC and Soda Poppin, uh, they lost about two to three million fake followers. So just showing the the, the sheer numbers that we're looking at. Um, Soda Poppin, I think he lost over 3.3 million. XQ, uh, XQC l- uh, lost just over 2.6 million. Um, so for I would assume that they came up with some sort of algorithm to kind of detect or... They, if they see a ton of duplicate accounts, they're all signed up in a certain order. But that's uh, I, luckily our numbers are not too, too much changed. But uh, that's something they they did change. <laughs> I do want to thank um, our friend Firebot for giving us some bits here, cheering us a bit, asking when there's going to be a a um, hot tub stream. There is not going to be one. Um, so yeah. There you go. I mean, we missed the yesterday's hotbox stream. Wasn't that yesterday? We're supposed to do a hotbox. Oh, the the 420 stream. Uh, Yeah, there was another stream for that. The the Cool Cats stream. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. You can go check out Cool Cats instead. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Check out Cool Cat. All right. uh, Let's talk about Amazon for a minute because. Sure. uh, What you got? First of all, they have their game studio that we've been looking at and they've they've canceled an upcoming title. 
Now, so far, we've seen very little out of Amazon Studio. Uh, we There is the New World, which we'll talk about in a minute. But they had the Lord of the Rings, not online, not Latro, the Lord of the Rings online that Daybreak does. They were making an MMO based on Lord of the Rings. And now that has been canceled. So if you were, uh, if you were looking forward to that, um, they were, this, a lot of this has to do with Tencent, you know, our favorite uh, Chinese game know, publisher, I guess they are. Uh, but they, they were, yeah. yeah, they were in talks with, uh, with Amazon and, and developing this. The talks broke down. And so now uh, I think, did, wasn't it that the, uh, the, the company that was in talk, was working with Amazon got purchased by Tencent, if I remember correctly. I think that's, I think that's what happened originally. The company, the company that was working with Amazon? Yeah, it, Athlon Games, which is a subsidiary of Layu, um, was acquired by Tencent. And then that's when this thing whole, whole thing broke down. Because they were working with them and negotiations were good and they were moving forward with the game. That company got purchased by Tencent and now Tencent has just canceled the whole thing. It makes you wonder, like, why, you know, maybe, because there, there are a lot of limitations in China. And I would assume maybe something with the Lord of the Rings universe or something um, has caused them to not like it. Um, an Amazon spokesperson said, we love the Lord of the Rings IP and are disappointed that we won't be bringing this game to customers. But, you know, this is, I, I, can, I can say this is not really Amazon's fault. You know, unless no. they had something to do with the, the negotiations breaking down. But I have a feeling it's probably China that has something to do more with these uh, negotiations breaking down. Yeah. All right. So, and another thing, um, the new world, that uh, there are updates to that. I'm gonna, we have a link in the show notes. You can go check that out. But they, they are making changes to the PvP factions and everything else. We'll have a link if you're interested in that. So I just made the one to put in there because they're still working on it. They're still making progress on it. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be released here within the uh, next year, or at least a playable version of it. In um, in ongoing legal insanity, Brian, uh, yes. as it seems this show, I mean, we really, one of us should go get a law degree on uh, the Infection Podcast dime with all of the legal <laughs> crap we talk about. I know. Um, but Activision is now filing a trademark dispute with an indie developer who made a game called Warzone three years before they did. The, the, yep. It starts off with, hello, my name is Randy, and I'm being sued by Activision for being an indie game developer. Um, so going through this, um, Activision filed a trademark for Warzone in its name. However, an indie developer behind a browser-based strategy game that's also called Warzone sent a cease and desist to this, stop them. This was the indie developer to Activision. Fast forward to the year, Activision's filed a lawsuit to declare the two games couldn't possibly be confused in an indie uh, an indie Warzone dev started to go fund me to raise enough money to fight the publisher in court. So hmm. Activision has got so much money and so much power. Uh, this guy's screwed. I understand wanting yep. to hold, stand behind your morals. I understand it's not right. I understand that might not be how our legal system should work, but that's how it's going to work. So unless this yep. guy just makes a boatload of money on his GoFundMe campaign, which as of right now, he's made eighteen nineteen thousand dollars, um, which won't cover a day worth of um, lawyers yeah. scrubbing through uh, documents. Um, he's probably screwed. I would love yeah. if Activision had to change their war zone name to something else. Um, but I, I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but I, I don't think he's got a fighting chance. No, and th this is the issue. I mean, what do you do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Brian? You gonna mortgage your house and put your wife and kids at is, risk? He, legally, to sue Activision? legally, he's in the right. Like, yeah, legally, but it doesn't he's matter. Right, and that's the sad. That's the sad yeah. part. Is he's in the right? There's very little he can do because they have more money and they can just bankrupt him along the way with uh, legal fees. I mean, if they can make it to where they bankrupt him, if he could push to the end, he could claim he could possibly get back legal fees. But that's not a guarantee. So, uh, yeah, this guy, before they even published the game or said anything about the game, he had a game out with the same name, and now they're taking that name from him. Yeah. So, it, so I guess um, the, the, the one thing I could possibly see is that maybe a law firm sees how egregious this is 
and and takes it up for him. Takes it up, uh, uh, you know, they take it up pro bono to start with knowing that there's a possibility of a massive payout if they can beat Activision. So that's a possibility. But I mean, this is um, this is the this is the ugly part of of our judicial system, at least in the United States, Brian, where you might be in the right, but unless you've got the frankly the pockets to go after somebody like Microsoft or Apple and and like or hate what's going on between Epic and Apple right now. The fact that Epic and Apple can go at it two behemoths can go at it. And Tim Sweeney is all in. I mean, he wants blood from, from Apple. He, I mean, he'll, he'll bankrupt himself. If I had to guess, he's, he's probably willing to bankrupt himself to, um, to beat Apple in court. That's where yep. you these are, these battles need to be fought. I mean, this is, this is not some with indie some developer. indie developer who's sold a few copies. I mean, you this know, guy's this game. guy could be a freaking this guy could be a freaking UPS driver for for all you know. I mean, he's just just some random yep. Joe Schmo. He's not even a full time developer. He's yep. you know, and now is and now Activision is suing him. <laughs> I mean, you talk about uh, a wake up call. One of the largest video game publishers and developers in the world. So. Hopefully, maybe the bad press will be enough for Activision to to drop it because it. I mean, it just makes them look beyond. It's so. I mean, it's just so petty and ridiculous. And they're in the wrong. They're in the wrong, hundred percent. Yeah, but they're concerned that he's going to make them change their name. I mean, that's his concern. And they they should. What they should do is pay him some money and create a contract saying, "Hey, you can have your game license the name, our game." They're not going to be confused. You know, they need to come up with something to where he can still maintain his name. Uh, you know, and and they don't have the ability, and he doesn't have the ability to force either one of them to change. Yeah. So, as long as he doesn't uh, try start trying to brand himself and pretend that he is them, which, which there's been no indication that he's been trying to do that. So, um, no, I mean, yeah, there's no hint of that. So, if you want to check out the GoFundMe or actually the lawsuit, there's actually a full uh, full document in here. It's about a 14 page document that's being uh, put out in the uh, Central District of California District Court. Um, Activision is suing Warzone.com LLC. Well, I, so good on this guy. Good on this guy, and good on hopefully everybody else. If you're going to do anything, create an LLC so Activision yeah, so can't come and steal your So he's limited on the amount of damage he can take. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure Warzone.com LLC is not a thriving multi-million-dollar business. Um, thank God they didn't name him. You know, he's got an LLC. So this guy obviously knows yeah. how to run a business. Get an LLC if you're doing anything where you're um, uh, doing transactions or anything of that nature. There's a yes. There's business tip from Nick. <laughs> Thanks for the business advice. Let's hey, try. I wanted to show me. something. I wanted to show something off that we discussed in the last couple of weeks. Remember that MetaHuman creator that Epic has yeah. released recently? So they've actually released that. I I logged in there, um, played with it a little bit, checked it out, some of the features. I know Judd has been had done it as well and had a character running around in, in one of his maps. Uh, but there's a video that shows some more of these controls. And so is that the video? Is that that video uh, Meet the Team? Yeah. Um, that you're, or you're playing or is that the Yes, uh, Meet trailer? the Team. Oh, I'm okay, sorry. Let's, here, can you rewind game. it and let's play that? Because they actually talked to this. And one thing I mainly wanted to show is they so, show the controls. And they show how it works. I think it's really going to uh, amaze people to see how easy it is to really work with characters and create characters for video games and how much this is going to make a difference for a lot of the indie developers. You create the narrative. I am MetaHuman. Spooky. <laughs> Initial spark for the MetaHuman idea was just the fascination with digital characters in CG. To us, digital humans are something magical even, and, you know, infinitely complicated. MetaHuman Creator is a cloud stream application that lets anybody create high-fidelity digital characters. What used to take months now takes minutes, and people don't even have to think about all the technical steps that they normally would need to take. We're going after three really hard problems, and we're not compromising on any of those. Outright quality that you'd expect in a AAA game for a digital human making sure that anyone can use this tool, that anyone can create a character in minutes or hours that used to take weeks and months. And all of that has to work at that fidelity with uh, rigged and ready to animate in-engine in real time. This topic previously reserved only for teams with large budgets and with a large amount of time, 
now is accessible to everybody and even to people outside of the industry. It's like really uh, a very robust but very simple to use system and it's really a joy when you just sit there in front of the tool and you, you can just like focus yourself on, on the sheer creativity and, and, and get excited about exploring. The MetaHuman Creator uses a library of real scans of people. So when you move the handles around to create a character, you're mixing together these different parts of real people to create something that's still really Can I point out, this is running in a web browser. Personality. What? But it's not just creating the shape yes. of the face. You can also choose wrinkles. I didn't install anything on my computer to, to look older. <laughs> but we're not just applying this as a texture onto the face. We also subtly change the geometry of the face at the same time to make sure those wrinkles really match with the shape of the face and just bring the whole thing together into a realistic and believable character. One of the really cool features that you get out of the box with the MetaHuman Creator is that you're essentially focused on creating the high-quality character, but at the same time you get multiple levels of details. We take the hugely detailed strand-based hair and turn that into card-based groom and then into a simple helmet. We take the geometry of the face and make simplified versions of that. We also simplify the materials so that you can use these characters in a crowd or on a range of different devices. Oh, it looks like Chronicles of Valera. It's also creating a new rig for the character, which <laughs> controls how they move, how they emote, and that really brings life to the character. And then there's this other moment when you hit play and it comes to life. Damn, uh, and that's, that's really the benefit of being real-time and always generating this footage. And it's actually moving in the web browser the like this you while you're working moves, on it. They're, they're animated and moving around. Who's come from your imagination that doesn't exist in real life is suddenly there looking at you, smiling at you. That is kind of magical. When you look at Metium Creator or things we're doing with Quixel Mega Scans, the things that are coming in Unreal 5, I think the type of content we're going to see from very small teams and individuals is going to be a, a massive shift. MetaHuman can be your endpoint. It can be the character that goes into your game. But it can also be your starting point where you start creating your own layers on top of what MetaHuman provides. I feel that we've accomplished something truly remarkable here. Uh, by creating these digital characters with which you can empathize. Our whole team spent years designing this database and these rigs, and we're so excited to give this back to the community around the world. All right. There you go. I mean... Oops, sorry. If you look, I, I mean, that... muted the wrong... That is Very uh, cool, pretty impressive. <laughs> yes, I accidentally <laughs> moved the wrong fader. Very cool. But I, I, I think this... It's pretty huge because you have access to download those right now and use them. I think a lot of the games that we follow that are that are indie developers and and have been struggling. I mean, this is something I've been saying for years now. The struggle that all these developers have in getting a real character that's unique for their game is incredibly difficult. You have to either hire somebody, and it's a very difficult um, thing to do. It's not you know it's not something you just learn how to do. Uh, it, it takes a lot of work and expensive software to do it. Uh, and then the rigging and just all the things that they're doing, they're bringing it into one house that should just import. It does import directly. That could actually have a bridge. The app I did install was a bridge app that allowed it to download to my web, to my Unreal. You know, once okay. I made it, it exports it, imports it directly into Unreal for you. Um, you know, it, it, it's definitely something that Unreal is needed because a lot of the, there was something similar to this that was out there, it got purchased by uh, Adobe and then they they blocked Unreal people from using it. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So there was very little options for people that are using Unreal Engine and wanted to use that skeleton. So I think this is going to be huge and really make a difference for a lot of the games we see. Um, not having those cheap characters or not having the same character that's from the store because there's a limited number in the Unreal marketplace to purchase. Excellent. Well, as we continue to say, the success that Fortnite has... I think you can almost, I think you can draw the line between Fortnite success and free things that they're yep. making available for everybody. I, I think, I, I, yeah. I, I feel confident in saying Well, and they continually, they it, continually are releasing things. And, yeah. and there's other things that they have released in the past couple months that are big, big things. And it's like, they keep purchasing these companies and then releasing their tools. I mean, you remember all those tools that we, I think, announced a month ago that was like for encoding and compressing and yeah. they bought that and they just released it for all Unreal users for free. And those were things that the major studio, the AAA studios, that's the tools that they use. And so uh, your average developer couldn't afford that. And so they would turn around and now, now anybody can use it, uh, you know, not just the, uh, these giant companies. So 
I, I, I appreciate the fact that they're, they're using that money for good and benefiting. You know, of course it's helping them in the end, the more games that they can get released under their platform brings them money, but they are putting everything they can just like Microsoft. I mean, that's a good comparison side by side at the moment. What Microsoft is doing for the game pass, uh, you know, for their Xbox console is what unreal is doing for game development with their engine. And it's, it's pretty amazing what they're doing. Yes, sir. Let's, um, all right, we're, yeah, we get we're running short on time. So, we what, are. Do, you, do you have anything you want to cover before we uh, roll on out of here? I do. I want to talk about a game that we don't talk about all that often, but it's called Dying Light. I want you to watch this interesting yes. trailer. There's an, a special event going on right now. Let's uh, let's take a look. It started on the 19th. It, it runs till the 26th. And, uh, so five it more is, days? Yep, five more days. It is, uh, di- is what they're calling Dying Light X Rust. So there are a bunch of Rust skins inside of Dying Light. It's a special timed event, and it goes until the 26th. So if you are a uh, Dying Light fan and also like Rust, or if you are a Rust fan and, w- and want to try a game out, Dying Light, and it's free, by the way. It's The DLC is free. Uh, the skins are free. Um, give it a shot. Uh, a lot of comments about this is an odd. I wasn't expecting this. It's just it came out of absolutely nowhere. I haven't heard anything about. Didn't Dying, Dying Light for, do something with Unturned at some point, like a year ago? Possibly. Was it, wasn't it, sounds it Dying va- Light and Unturned? If I remember correctly, sounds so, vaguely This is not the familiar. first time they've done this, but I'm yeah. pretty sure Dying Light and Unturned did something together. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against it. How about that? Okay, I have one more thing I want to bring up. I just want to. Got? Because I know you're, I know you're, you're not a big Star Wars fan, but there is something that I well, think some on. old school now, gamers. Now, hold, now, hold on one second. I want to clarify okay. this for the record. It's not that I'm not a Star Wars fan. It's that I've just never seen Star Wars, so I don't. You just dislike never watched them. I've just never watched. Yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a fan or but not. You're not I've a never fan. seen. Yeah. Correct. I'm not a. Yeah, fan. you're not. A, you're not a fan. But you're not. You're not like a. Oh, I hate. I hate Star. Yeah, Wars. Yeah, I've just just never okay, seen. Star Wars. So, an old game that now you can play on tablets and and all kinds of things. There's tons of content. It's really long. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. They are doing a remake of it, according to some rumors that are out right now. So there's there's a remaster um, of uh, Star Wars RPG Knights of the Old Republic, uh, supposedly in the works. And it was just kind of somehow disclosed earlier this week while they were doing, I, I think, a podcast. And he had mentioned it. So he there's this it's Aspire, uh, A-S-P-Y-R is the company name, is developing the remake. Um, they previously ported the, uh, Knights of the Old Republic to the iOS and recently brought star, uh, old Star Wars games like uh, Republic Commando, uh, Episode One Racer, and the Jedi Knight series to the to Switch. So they have some experience with this. They have some access to IPs and things like this. Uh, but this will be pretty cool because I'm a really big fan of people taking old games that have a ton of content, that had a ton of thought and work put into the actual quests and everything else and remaking those under modern terms so that younger generations will actually play it because uh, you take a younger kids or people that are used to having nice looking games and you put something from 1990, whatever to early two thousands in front of them. They're like, okay, what's this? It may be an awesome game, 
but you can't get past the visuals. And I think with this, that it's an awesome game. It's it's like a huge open world RPG. Um, you know, it, it would it would be awesome. You know, and that's what it looks like. You're going to have a hard time getting a kid to to play that and take it seriously unless they're playing it on some sort of you know portable device. Uh, but they're going to be remaking that, and I'm looking forward to playing it again on a, on a modern console. All right. Um, well, we're at an hour. Is there anything else that is? Um, I don't think there's anything else that's super time sensitive. Um, so I guess we can just um, roll. one thing. One thing we just mentioned. So the publisher of PUBG and Terra are mm-hmm. are uh, filing for approval of an IPO in South Korea. So that's okay, going to cool. be changing. Who knows what that'll change? But that is something uh, that is happening. We talk about PUBG a lot, but they are waiting for approval for an IPO in South Korea. So we'll see how that changes them. All right. Um, well, this is uh this is our new this is our new show. This is our new format. Uh, we're gonna cut it off here at about an hour. Um, we do want to say, uh, if there is something, I see PH just posted something in the chat. Uh, make sure you're posting links in our Discord server so that we can combine everything into to to the show notes and then comb through them. I mean, we didn't cover almost half the stuff that that we've got on here, but that that that's fine. We wanted to uh, we wanted to. I, I, keep it I, I figured if we pick if we pick what we find is the most interesting, hopefully that brings you the best content we can. And I would say, based off looking at the list, we talked about Steam, Discord, Xbox, Ubisoft, Sony, Blizzard, Rockstar, Amazon, Activision, Epic, Dying Lights, Nice Little Republic, and PUBG. I'd say that's a lot of stuff for an hour. So, um, so yep. I think that's good. By the way, Ryan, it's a little. It's not. It's not a public event, but a little. We're having a little impromptu infection podcast meetup at our friend UGX Vibes' house on Saturday. We've nice. got some uh, friends coming in from out of town. And uh, we're going to do a, uh, he texted us this afternoon and said, um, oh, let me see if I can, f- let me see if I can find his exact, exact message. Um, uh, now I'm going to just not find it at all. He said, should I, should I smoke some ribs for snacking on Saturday? So you already know the answer to this, to that question. So, uh, so we'll, we'll be spending, uh, we'll be spending our Saturday up there in the, uh, in the great city of Raleigh, hanging out with some people. And again, we are Look, Brian, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I'm thinking we should just go forward with the Vegas trip because I've got some other friends okay. that I'm also talking about. So even if we do, because I'll tell you what, if there is a PAX this year, you're going to have to be masked up the entire time, which is going to make the show miserable because it's a thousand degrees. You're not going to be able to hear mm-hmm. anybody talking. You're probably not. We probably won't be able to interview anybody. Um I would say we need to. We almost, have, we almost get those face shields because then you could put the mic underneath it. You know, we probably need like, to. That's going to be stupid. Yeah. We probably need to start setting. We 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 might want to start setting our sales on on a Vegas trip, like, unrelated to infection. But we're just we're going to plan a probably a weekend yeah. out in Vegas. And um, I know a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people, myself included, um, want to get out and see. Nick sounds very horse night. Uh, not horse. Uh, unfortunately, it is the uh, wonderful world of pollen um, that. Yeah we oh, have geez. down here so i've uh I, I, it comes and goes i've been eating a lot of local honey which apparently because the bees are of course local that's supposed to help with some pollen stuff um so i'm working through that yes i had to record some radio promos for my new show this morning and it was not great so all right yes it was a rough 420 absolutely brian uh thank <laughs> you as always my friend appreciate you being flexible on the date yeah uh where can people find you on the great place we like to call a series of tubes the internet yes all right. Well, if you want to find me, you can find me at Brian Aldridge on uh, Parlor or on Gab, or you can go to my blog, biteoftech.com. But most importantly, just go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. Click on the right hand side where it says join our server on Discord. In there, everybody's hanging out. There's lots of uh, different channels you can uh, type in and, and hang out with people. We also have a news channel. So if you think there's something we should be covering, uh, maybe, or you have a comment maybe on our new format or su- suggestions that you think we should be doing, Make sure you go into our Discord and leave a comment in there. Um, we also have our Steam group if you want to get notified before the live show, and uh, and you can do that, and it'll it'll should pop up a little notification if you happen to have Steam open and you're logged in. Uh, and then we have the video forms of the podcast through Twitch, YouTube, uh, BitChute, or DLive, and a lot of those we do stream live, and you can watch some of those after the fact, the stream. Uh, and we have our podcast extras channel, so if you're interested in what we talk about before and after the show, we have some of those on there. And you can go and stream those. Uh, we have our podcast audio forms of the podcast here at the lower right-hand side. So whatever platform device you might be using, click down there. And there's a lot of different options that you can do. Uh, we also have on there 
uh, show notes. So if you click on a particular episode, you can, you can uh, follow along. We have an audio player. We have a video player in there and then links uh, for everything that we discuss here. We'll have some extras left over, but you're more than welcome to go check those out and see if anything interests you. Kind of like a little news site. Uh, and, uh, and we have our support tab. So you go to the top and you can go to support there or you can go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support or you go to amazon.infectionpodcast.com, humble.infectionpodcast.com, uh, subscribe star, or you can go to uh, our Twitch page and, and subscribe with your uh, Prime Gaming on your Amazon Prime. So thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm just looking to see. I don't think we've got any new subscribers. Uh, I do want to thank our friend Firebomb who threw us a couple cheers here during the program. It is greatly appreciated. Um, we'll be back uh, Tuesday uh, next week, regular schedule. Um, so for and and we'll, again, we we actually gave some pretty good heads up. I think I, I texted you late Monday night, Brian, um, mm-hmm. and then we kind of put the notice out. I think Tuesday morning. So we tried to give some ample time. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah. So. Uh, Brian, thank you. Thanks to everybody for uh, for you. joining us. Um, as I, if maybe if you missed a couple episodes, I'm uh, transitioning into a new role. I'll be hosting a, a morning political talk program here in Wilmington. You'll be able to find the details for that on uh, my website, nickcraig.com. It's a coming soon page right now. As soon as I've got all the details, we'll have a redirection up there and 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 get that to where it needs to go. All right, uh, Gab at Nick, and of course, I mean it's it's not even a question. If you missed any portion of the show, you want to get links to all the things that we talked about, maybe help that guy fight off Activision, you can do all that stuff, fun stuff. It's on our website, infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.